I guess we just got to get to it. Welcome to another session, another episode of season one. Ebony Republicans, thank you for tuning in and hopefully we will be able to accommodate you. Greetings, greetings, and more greetings coming to you live from the good state of Texas. And man, there's a lot going on. We talked a little bit about Avenatti. I was trying to find out what's going on with R. Kelly uh, in his case. Another weird case I'm not going to get into, but just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Bill Cosby case was weird. Guys, Ebony Republicans, please go check out our book as well. We have a book that we published recently. It's little bit over a year now and that's black women rings around saturn black women rings around saturn this book is fantastic phenomenal ferrari it is good it's juicy and you really need it it is a great after the holidays gift uh it the prices are going to go up i think at some point the book is is it's where it's at it's it's it doesn't have the power of the machine behind it or the industry, um, and neither does this podcast at, at this time. But I, I, hopefully we get a deal ourselves with Spotify or somebody. We're trying to go up. We got a country to save. Ebony Republicans, check out the book on Audible. If you're already an Audible uh, customer or part of the family, just go on and tap on the book. Get off into it. You will enjoy it. I still love listening to it. It takes me places that I need to be. That's why I started writing books because I feel like I have that as that's my gift. That's my talent. But at the same time, I also feel like, you know, people need to start reading again. People need to start taking literacy and writing and uh, material information serious again. So again, man, Avenatti, man, they got him, man. You know, he's 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 looking bad. CNN is looking like a good fighter who's got a cut early, and you know they they're not tired or really messed up, but they you know they're bleeding. Doesn't look good. So it's a lot happening there. Uh, the Democrats are still scrambling with a weird administration. I don't think anybody's really satisfied. You have to be really a diehard. You know, you know, to really kind of feel like the, the country is OK and Joe Biden is doing a good job and Kamala's on a job like to feel like this is a championship winning sort of, you know, administration. Yikes. I don't feel it. So, again, Ebony Republicans, how you guys doing? We got a little bit to talk about. And I wanted to start off talking about. I was thinking, right, and I was wondering, what is the future for black women in America? What is the future for black women in America? And we let's take a little moment to dissect this and go through this. Welcome to the podcast, Ebony Republicans, where we stir the pot over her. I'm from New York City. And y'all know how we do, man. You know, I I do love New York and I miss New York. In other news, the Lakers are doing okay. That's my team. Unfortunately, I can't tell you too much about the Mavs. Not been paying attention. Or the Rangers. I got to get into it. I'm going to work on it. The Cowboys, I don't want to go there. 
But Earl Spence Jr. <laughs> have been he's been working with Jerry Jones and he's he's in a boxing world. He's brought some excitement and he's definitely Showtime. He's uh pay per view. So I'm 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 liking Earl Spence. There's Terrence Crawford, uh Barrios Alastecas, he just had a fight with uh one time Keith Thurman. That was a good one. I really did enjoy that. Uh I didn't pay for it, unfortunately. I will next time. I'll try to support because, I mean, I, I like to support them. It's like buying an album. You know what I mean? You know, Keith Thurman, he's trying. I like it. He's still fighting. He's out there. He's looking good. He's 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 getting it in. So, uh, you know, he his only loss was to Manny Pacquiao. So, <laughs> not a bad loss. He can take it and use it like Canelo Alvarez, Whose only loss, which he's doing pretty well as well, but I'm an Earl Spence Jr. man. He's from he's from, he's from Texas, from Dallas. You know what I'm saying? And he, he he Jerry Jones is working with him, so I'm I'm kind of loving that. So what is the future for Black women in America? When this topic is brought up, there's a lot of controversy around it because you have on one end, there's a narrative that black women are graduating at a unheard unseen in a long time type of rate they're going to school and they're getting jobs and they're moving the economy forward and then on the other side of the coin they're saying that they're the most disrespected and the most unprotected this is because should i I'm, i hope people i don't know if people are going to start wearing shirts that's up to them but it is such a household slogan, a household saying that, you know, to say it, people just go, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like saying Mama Africa, it just kind of rolls. It kind of just is there. And that's something that they've attached to themselves. Now, let's just talk about the marketplace right now. And we're going to talk about who are the two most sought after men in the world. And I'm going to skip the pleasantries and the drum roll. I'm going to get right into it for you. White men, specifically American and sometimes sometimes European, but white men and black men are the most sought after. It is anybody's guess. Uh, could be the Hollywood lifestyle. Could be the sports could be the comedians, could be a little bit of everything, the actors, the culture. But black men and white men are the most sought after. And then there's Hispanic men and Arab men and Asian men, believe it or not, maybe because people think they can't get one or they just not, that just doesn't hit, hit them right away. But Asian usually comes up Sometimes, and that's probably making progress because there's other nationalities that we're not going to get into, but Asian is creeping up, a fourth, fifth type of deal. So black women, unlike any other woman on this planet, in my opinion, is in a very awkward position, sort of a quagmire. And at this moment, She's requiring the same sort of pampering and security that most other women sort of feel when it comes down to their race and nationality and country 
culture, and ethnicity. And the other, these other women who are like Latina, Hispanic, Arab, and I mean, we just named just about 30 countries just now, by the way, you know, from Spain to, you know, Chile, Venezuela, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Dubai. I mean, we can just keep going. Bahrain, Oman, Cuba, Mexico. And again, we can continue. Afghanistan. These two nations, if you will, like Arab and Hispanic, they have almost a 10% rate of marrying or having a relationship with black men or white men. And it's probably a little bit higher for white men. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you why I'm telling you this, by the way. The women in in these countries have a high, it's high in volume. There's tons of them. Puerto Rico, DR, Dominican Republic. It's all there. Panama, it's all there. Honduras. They're gravitating to black and white men. Now, we didn't even add white women in there who makes up about 15%. We just gave you close to 40% of women who are taken up or 40% of men who are being taken in the black community by these specific women. Black women is something like maybe 28, anywhere from 28 to 35, maybe 40 percent of black women are getting the black men. Think about that. Forty percent of black men are marrying black women. Ten percent of them are marrying like Arab and sort of other somewhere from ten to twelve percent are marrying Hispanics and fifteen percent are marrying white, Caucasian and other. Black women are in a position to where every other woman have a over 500, 50-50% of marrying a men. So 50% of white women or 50% of white men will marry and more white women at this time. Think about that. Over 60 to 70% of Hispanic men will marry Hispanic women. And so on and so forth. Africa, we can do the same chart. Over 60 to 70% of African men will marry African women. Right? 
and the other is other. Now, do that same graph with African-American men. That number, in some cases, I'm just being real, is almost down to 18% of black men, anywhere from 18 to 41. It jumps that high because the numbers and the census have not been taken. And I'm scared to see how far it has fallen of black men who just would not have relationships and marriages and families with black women anymore. And this begged me to look at, ask the question, what is the future for black women in this country? Black women, again, unlike any other women, actually believes that she is supposed to be the head of her household. Now, maybe that idea came from the Democratic Party and the New Deal. Maybe it came from welfare. Maybe it came from socialism and communism. I don't know. I think it did actually come from socialism, if you ask me. Because when you have this socialistic welfare system, Section 8, and the housing projects, where you can just go to the government and say, we failed, give us somewhere. And you'll start this system. And at some point, they'll find a man who have these children with you because we're helping you. And we'll tax them for what we're helping you with. For you, as a woman, free of charge, we would look terrible if we charged you for what we were doing. and made you pay back uh, child support to the government for using our services, even though the man wasn't there. And have him as a secondary because he didn't sign up for these benefits. That's not the way the system works. So black women are saying, I don't need a black man. I, I, all I need is Jesus. And she is trying to get other women to sort of support her and say, hey, this feminist war, we're going to lead it now. We're going to show these men how independent we are. And the rest of the women are cheering and saying, girl, you giving us the light we've never seen. Go on and get them. And they watch her ascend to the altar and talk her stuff, beat down the black man, put him in check, put him in jail, destroy his image, pumble him down, Create fire in the bosom, in the household, out in public. Just completely shame him. And this is a slave syndrome, by the way, from watching black men on the plantation being broken and losing the respect as feminism has crept in and the jobs that was gutted out of the black community in the inner cities and shipped overseas to Korea first and then Japan and now China and everything else like that. The story is not really told of where does hate come from. And it, it didn't, it, the respect was always there for black women up until past the 60s, as, as you can ask Kevin Samuels and any other scholar from Dr. Clark to Dr. Anderson. I mean, Dr. Julia Hears, Dr. Baba Dick Gregory. We can just talk about it. Tavis Smiley. And what you, what you will begin to notice is black women who... Obviously, we can talk so many good things, and we can say so many good things, 
And this is what happens when your ancestors build things for you and you have to live off their reputation because now in modern times you're failing so bad. And in modern times, black women and black men have definitely disappointed and lowered the bar of expectations of their people. You have people who didn't even know what in the hell technology was in order for them to vibrate and text one another and have group line chats and email and whatnot. And they go and create financial districts, Wall Streets and whatnot, inventions put together bands and music and instruments. These people were so gifted. And then you go out to Chicago and you see a nigga hanging on a corner, can't even spell the word rather. And he's got a gun and some good weed and some ass he's going to hit later on tonight. And he's waiting for a nigga that looks like him with a different color on and some different neighborhood sets. And he's going to blow that goddamn nigga to slip smithereens. And he's going to let the fucking world know that he's arrived and he's got a fucking album that's coming out. All right? Don't fuck with him. He's a real fucking guy who's never even mailed a letter in an envelope or wrote a check or balanced a bank account. Somebody's waiting to give him a record deal. So the ignorance is so terrible, people would now use the full term to say the black man ain't no good. Black men are this way. You got to say, wait a minute now. Here's a people who have done some marvelous things. Lord, talk about a performance by doo-wop, by Atlantic Records. Come on now. Talk about a time at Motown. Talk about a time at Jackson Fives and... And, and Tina Turner. Come on, give it to us now. Come on. Talk about the great Richard Pryor. The great Red Fox. American ornaments. I love being black. Because I feel like I've done so much things through my ancestors in this country. That I should be right up front. Sitting next to a good old white woman. A white man. Jewish, Asian, Arab. All of them. Why not? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Why do we want to interrupt life now as it's going on so well? Where are black women going to be? And let me tell you something. The Democratic Party ought to be ashamed of themselves. They went out and got this woman and turned her into a mascot. They got black Christian liberal women out there looking crazy right now because they don't know what Joe doing. We didn't sign up for this. We gave up our men. We gave up our damn community. We even let other black women up in here that that ain't even got nothing to do with this. Like Camilla Harris talking about she. I mean, I mean, black women ought to be ought to feel disrespected. And black men, look at the Democratic Party. They gonna go and get black candidates from India. No disrespect. I'm keeping it real. India and Kenya. That shows you how much they really believe in you. And your old gumbo reverend behind down there from Montgomery, you know, yes, a boss, a chicken George like me and you. You see what I'm saying out here? You know what I'm saying? Talk. You heard me? My nigga son, what's up, baby? You know them niggas out there. 
eating chicken sandwiches and off the dollar menu in the projects with the rats and roaches. You know what time it is. Oh, yeah, baby. Right next to Wall Street, baby. Bowling Green, fool. Right? Hoink, skimmer hoink. You know what to do. These black folk, chicken, watermelon. I ain't being disrespectful. We ain't even got the real trust of the Democrats. They don't trust us. They got to get somebody or put people in positions who they're sure about. That should tell you something about the Democrats. Now you say, well, what the hell about the Republicans? Well, they got Carmen Cain and you know, let me tell you something about the Republican Party. We about to go somewhere else with the Republican Party. And Trump just set it off. Oh, yeah. Kanye West thought he was going to run for president. I, he, he, had, he had the right idea. But Kanye West is losing it right now. Kanye's lost it. He's hurt right now. And I wish he could have pulled it. He wish he could still pull it together. And him and Kim figure things out. Because Kanye loved that girl. Kanye had visions for her. Uh, with her. She loves him. Um, the family loves him. Let's not don't make this a Kim and the whose dick is bigger and all this other kind of stuff. They love that fucking guy. Her family are goddamn white people and fucking old school white good money Republican shit. You know what I'm saying? And those niggas looked in her eyes. No disrespect. I gotta keep it real. My first wife. Oh, listen at me. Her family was white as they get, but. But white as they get. You know what I mean? And I remember when we used to sit at the table and we used to talk. They were Republican people. And I sat there and looked at them white folks. And if I didn't know them white folks, and they live in a goddamn nice area, goddamn Frisco, Frisco, Texas. Listen to this here. See, I would have seen them in Sam's or Costco's or, you know, coming out of the dentist's office or wherever. Who knows what you think in your mind? Oh, nice white people. Hey, how are you? Maybe reason they come from Who knows what you think? But guess what? When I lived there, because I'm married to their granddaughter and their daughter, right? Listen to this. I don't, I don't care. We're going to talk. We're going to shake the pot. Catherine! <laughs> right? Catherine was the smartest girl. She was amazing. Good, good person. Good, you know, just the wrong time. Wrong time. Well, we spent some Christmases together and whatnot. And went to church and whatnot. And it was just a really nice relationship with my first wife. And um, so I looked at these people. And it's something when you look them in the eye. And you're laying in a home of a white person. You're living with a white person. You're farting with a white person. No, 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 no. Go ahead and say it, brother. Let the church say amen. And you brush your teeth with white folks. Now, I know my family was a little bit... <laughs> okay, you know, I guess, you know, what you always doing strange shit. So, we just ain't but white really, you know, said anything. And I was, you know... Um, <laughs> so, after, you know, going to the dentist and going to the going to the uh the doctor and going to the to the to the to the hospital and going to the restaurants and going to bed and going to work and waking up every day with these people and 
getting out the bathroom and they going and you next and getting ready and going to church together and everything like that. Family, you just get a whole different vibe of the whole world. And you don't see white folks the way you think you see, you see them on the other side of the fence. When you on that side with them and you in their face, you see what I'm saying? You in their you you in their mind, you in their world, you in their atmosphere. You 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 don't see them the same way, and they're not the same way. You kind of remove the veil that's there. That is, I I think is the veil of ignorance. Now I'm not going on a preaching race campaign. That's not what I'm trying to do here. Just trying to share my experience with you. In that setting, I'm gonna tell you something. I learned many things, and, and I was told, too, by a few friends. I had one sister, she said to me in a congregation, she said, you don't date, you don't date black women, do you? <laughs> and I just thought, I said, wait a minute. It, it bothered me because, and I thought, maybe I got to get in a relationship with a black woman. This ain't, I don't know, what I just, it struck me. I wasn't ready for that. And then I had a relative say to me, you can't handle a black woman. And that, see, I'm talking about it, that never left me to this day. And I must say, I've dreamt about having the perfect black relationship, watched movies and everything, <sighs> looked up what it takes and all this other kind of stuff and just trying to understand. But let me explain something to y'all. And, and, and I don't, I'm sorry that I'm all over the place, but I want to make this as comfortable as possible. We're in a time where the system has created a huge void in our country by destroying, in my opinion, the family structure. By any number of things, from the economy to the law, the market, housing, the family has been under attack for some time, as much as the middle class have been. And in our case, as black men, black women of this day who did not deserve to be called a bitch or can be blamed for, after the New Deal's choosing welfare and the state as your husband versus a live man. And the numbers don't make sense because, as I said, before you go from 1965 going back, you talk about graduation rate, you talk about marriage rate, literacy rate, reading level, businesses, production was up when a black man was in a position of his home. Taking care of business like every other man and producing. Take him out of the equation. You got violence, drug abuse, gun violence, black on black crime, role reversal. Boys out of control, disrespectful. Mothers too much weight on their shoulders, juggling a career, motherhood, welfare, socialism, 
sexuality, retail, and religion. It's not easy. And we we look at black women right now. And I and I use this example, I'm sorry, when Snoop got mad at Gail King and he called out her name, you know, a lot of black men understood it. We said, bro, you know better, we can't say this publicly. But shit, we know exactly what you mean. And that's why I'm happy that Whoopi Goldberg got pulled over. And we taking a look at her now. Again, the movie Color Purple, so divisive, so divisive, so so ugly, so terrible. And now they want to do a rehashing of the movie. And Whoopi Goldberg has played a huge role in sort of bringing down black men's image and painting a narrative of racism and division. She's got beside herself after she's got a little bit of that white man. She got some of that white ding-a-ling boy, and she was just, I'm Goldberg, honey. And I ain't talking about gold dust, I'm about Goldberg, okay? She got out of control, bro, jungle fever. Go ahead, girl, ain't nobody mad at you now. I ain't never hated on Whippy for none of her movies or her personal relationships. But I have been questionable when I see how she treat black and talk about black men. Let's talk about it. Some people have cited Bill Cosby for the way he see the black community. And then after he get pulled over and arrested, he start talking different now. He, he, he uh, you know, another, another one, no disrespect. Judge Joe Brown. Conservative man, but, you know, in the beginning, he was just kind of, maybe we didn't know him or whatever, but he was just looking at it like, yo, it's just you. you the problem. Now he's like, yo, the system is the problem. He gets it. Look, man, Candace Owens is hard, right? ain't she? Candace Owens go hard. I be feeling Candace, man. Candace be getting out of him, getting at him. She be going at him. I love Cand I love me some Candace, man. Go ahead, Candace. And Tyrus, hey, look, he did something on Fox today. Tyrus, y'all better stop playing with him. He said, as a black man, let me tell you something, man. He, hey, 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 look. He used the N-word. I was like, yo, I can't say nothing about him going off and giving a rebuttal to those who be using race. Because he was talking to the Democratic Party. He said, as a black man, I'm sick of y'all using us. This shit is so disgusting. This should be a league put together where we find the Democratic Party every time they get out of their pocket and try to use us to create a race narrative so they can change some laws or get some extra funding. He was going off, bro. He was getting it in, family. They was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> Let the camera roll. I was like, go ahead, Tyrus. I ain't, I ain't gonna stop him. Let the man talk. People are tired of this division, though. And I'm going to tell you, you know, a lot of people believe that what the fake news show you is what the black community believes. And it's what white folks are saying and what everybody's saying out here. And there's like this racist group of people in the woods waiting to just come kill black people. 
They want you to believe crap like that. And there's this dark, secret, hidden dungeon area of black men who are ex-military and cops and ninjas and shit. And they're coming back and they're going to fuck you up. This is what they want you to believe. Like, we're going to fucking win this war and because we, we're going to get some other guys to fucking help us and shit. And we're going to burn this shit and throw bricks through the government's window and, you know... And, and look, they're paying for all the goddamn bricks. They get them for us. This one, Listen, I don't know if it's Antifa or not, bro. I couldn't be at a Black Lives Matter. That shit is fucked up. Bro, you go to the, the gathering and you like, yo, yeah, shit, Black Lives Matter, man. I'm tired of this shit. Dr. King and Rosa Parks. White person come up to you, hey, man, it's 50 bucks, man. I like that. Thanks, white guy. Appreciate you. Another white guy comes to you, hey, this fucking guy is cool. Hey, we got about 70 bricks over there. You can get your freaking guys and throw those fucking bricks over there. We are paid for. Brand new. They easy to grab. Really? Thanks, man. Hey, we got some goddamn gasoline over here, too, and some fucking cocktails put together for you. Throw them shits over here. You guys are protesting, man. This is the time to liberate yourself. You know, the Jesus is here. No, this is what's going on. You, you think I'm being funny. I'm not at all. This is sad that's happening. A lot of the things that has happened has been staged in this country the last couple of years. A lot of this stuff, and I'm not going to get into it. But a lot of these churches that was burnt down and things like that, I was ashamed looking at looking at Democrats and black folk over here. I think they still eating shit. Let's playing games with us, ain't it? Hey. Oh, I can't believe they burning churches. Nigga, they've been burning churches in the 60s. They've been burning churches in the 50s and the 40s. Okay, and now they're doing it again. That's why I like Trump. It's been a long time since a president has had some damn power around here and got some damn things working for the people that live here for a goddamn change. Obama was the most globalist president we've ever had. The most socialistic president we've ever had. Joe Biden, I ain't even trying to catch Obama. That nigga just the most goofiest president we've ever had. Obama has done uh, wonderful things for the gay community. He's made brought in millions for them. And Hispanics. And I, 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 now listen, when it comes to Mexico, I got a soft spot. They should have been did that shit, making it easy for the young people who come here, you know, uh, you know, without proper documents and whatnot from Mexico. We've got to have a soft spot for Mexico. And wait a minute, wait a minute. We ain't said Chile, no disrespect. We ain't said Saudi Arabia. We didn't say, you know, uh, all these other kind of places. But when it comes to places like Puerto Rico, Mexico, who have actual history with us, actually for the war, border, Texas, Mexico, California. Don't even question that. Y'all stay away from shit like that. Don't let the Democrats mess up your mind. Mexico ain't, ain't nothing to, be, to understand. Look, there's four groups you've got to understand in this country. That is white folks. That is black folks. That is Hispanic folks and Native American folks. These persons get a seat at the table first because of the history of the country. You will be out of your mind to not say the Native Americans get a goddamn seat that happens what happens in this country. You out of your mind if you say black folks ain't got a seat in this country. And you out of your damn mind if you say Hispanics or white people ain't got no seat at the table and what happens here in the culture and things like that. The historical department and whatnot. We've got to get things straightened out in our country. 
We've got it where we don't even know what's happening at all in our country. At all. People are so confused and divided. It's a shame that they didn't even get this way themselves. The government did it. Yes, it did. Playing a race card. And, and you know, I, I don't like the battery in my back. I don't like what, the way Democrats do that. I feel Tyrus. That's why he should have went off like that. He Y'all need to go check that out. Tyrus was going off the hook. I wish I had a soundbite queued up and ready to go for you. This brother was like, I'm not even playing with y'all. Today, gloves is coming off. I'm going to even say the N-word. Straight up. I'm a black man. Hey, he light-skinned. So what? So was Prince. I'm not going there. You're a black man. If he chews on broad television, including The Rock, to label himself a black man, and he's got some roots and things like that. I respect it. I don't I don't get in there and try to stop people from having their heritage in African American culture. I don't do that. Or the American culture. I don't do that. That's not for me to say you're asking the wrong person about that. I don't get into that at all. I don't do biology and genome stuff. That's not my that's not my field. But what's gonna happen to black women? If you have the lowest rate in the entire world of marriage, Indian women in the, you know, India, Pakistan, Libya, Nigeria, Ethiopia, Mexico, all of these women all over the world have a higher rate of marriage. And in some cases, in some cases, ratio to ratio, a higher percentage of giving birth than black women. Not that it's so much more of them and we're using the, right, the correct ratio, four to 100. What we're doing is we're also adding in there the fact that black women are getting more abortions than almost 80% of the other women combined in the world, pound for pound. Pound for pound. Not talking about taking over the economy, black women taking over cosmetics or taking over the hair department or fast food, whatnot, diamonds. We're talking about taking over the abortion record, like turnovers in basketball. Like like Russell, Russell Westbrook. You getting a triple double full, but you got eleven turnovers, not really healthy for the team. That can cancel out your triple double, homie, which it's doing right now. Black women's gotta make a decision. And Kevin Samuels was right to help bring this point out. You out here chasing a degree and chasing some recognition. And I got to keep it real. Ever since the plantation and having relations with, with white men over the years, what black women think that, they, that, 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 that the white man is like their husband or their ex that owe them something. And I'm not going to get into that argument, but I'll tell you like this. That's an ugly street to go down. That's an ugly street to go down because, as I say, when you look at how the system treats black women, whenever she's at odds with black men, it's so, it makes you nauseous. It makes you nauseous. How black women are praised for being feministic and being 
a champion for the corrections department and detention centers and locking black men up. There's some people who praise black women for being evil or being harsh and degrading to black men. Let alone other black women are doing that. Praising black women and trying to push that narrative. That we need an all-out war, gender war, with black men. And people like Kim Fox, out in Chicago, prosecutor, have been questioned for her work and how she's treated black men over the years. Kamala Harris and her record. Now, don't act stupid when the, the, the Democrats put the crime bill in there, Biden and, 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 and Clinton, and then go on, on the, the, the assault the injury. They're going to make you most of the prosecutors. Y'all going to sit up here and create a bill to target black men as predators and put them in jail on the left. And then fill City Hall up, the clerks and your staff, downtown are black women and moving the jobs and reducing the opportunity for black men to provide as a corporate industry for himself. Almost castrating the black male economically using the power of the purse, jurisprudence, socialism, communistic tactics that has actually broke the home and many people talk about this. There's books written on how shocked people were after black women took the welfare state and married the state and everybody wanted black women to quit including the state that gave her this idea and helped her. And movies were made on this with James Earl Jones, Claudine, the movie name is Claudine. Kevin Samuels talk about it. Dr. Julia here, sister Shazar Ali, who wrote the book about black women and black men. People saw that black women was literally a problem in her home. I really would like you to listen to a man like Kevin Samuels, who's a little older than me, and could actually tell you about the books and documentaries and interviews and case studies that was done on this topic about the state marrying black women and creating a false social construct for her in socialism and creating a matriotic hyena type of a system. Now, you know hyenas, the woman structure, we talk about this in our book, Black Women Rings Around Saturn. The woman structure is the structure that actually in the hyena family, it's all about the matriarch. That doesn't work in alliance pride. It doesn't work like that with the tigers and the rest of it. You know, it didn't necessarily work that way with the polar bears and the rest of society seemed a greater number 
and in humanity. It hasn't worked that way in a number of years, starting from Adam and Eve. But somehow, black women have been, and, and I think this is ancestral, and I think it also has to do with slavery. That on a plantation at times, white men would only allow black women in a home and to basically pass on information and to get the privileges of moving to and fro and bringing more food into the house because the good white man at the time in those days would favor her. She's a female, you know? Just think of it. No disrespect. I mean, if you're a white man, you're a slave owner, right? And then we're not saying all white men because we know the real story of slavery and the small 1% that were the slave masters. We're not going to get into that, but... You got a beautiful white woman, right? Okay. And you got like six or seven servants that are slaves, but, you know, they're nice looking women and, you know, young and tight bodies and whatnot. <clears throat> it was known that, you know, in those days they took liberties. And those liberties turned into more than just liberties. It turned into children. It turned into families. It turned into disrespect. It turned into disgrace. And it turned into privilege. And remorse. And compensation. Quietly, black women have been compensated by black men in multiple ways. Excuse me, by white men. Black women, said again, black women have been compensated by white men and they came up with this idea during the New Deal and after they brought in the you know, abortion clinics and whatnot. But they came up with this idea that if we give reparation in so many ways to, because we know reparation doesn't just come with the, you know, uh, the treasury writing a check. If, if we give black women an opportunity and pull, help her pull ourselves up, we can basically cut down on how much we possibly would have to actually tally up, if any, that we would really look at what type of damage the state done to a nation of people. You do you understand what I'm saying? So let's just cut black men out. We can also throw them in jail, kick them in the ass, give them child support, put them on all these kind of different situations and basically reduce them. Her will give her a break. Now, a lot again, people were surprised and wrote about these things and done case studies that black women literally got to a point where these benefits and these gifts and this illusion and welfare state that was created for her looked like a way that she can actually move forward in life unlike any other woman ever in his annals of history who's never tried to try to create a matriotic situation where you can get in control of the kids, you, you're in control of the home, you're in control of the community, you're in control of black men and black women, you're in control of the destiny of our race, and what has it brought us for the last 40 years? This is why I asked the question, where do black women see themselves going in America? Everything backwards have crept in for black women. And that's why I like the old school artists and singers and whatnot. They tried to help you back in the days. Today, women are trying to help you F up your home or laugh at you while you do it to yourself. Because that's happening. You better believe it. They're a lot of people are laughing at black women. 
and they're acting like they're down with her. And you, hell yeah, girl, you know how these men are. But white women don't cross that line with white men. Hispanic women don't cross that line with Hispanic men. As much as you say, yeah, they got fights, they got issues. There's a one-off case here, one-off case there. And it may be culture and they didn't go through slavery. You can, I, you can make that argument. But I think it's a little bit deeper than that. I think that actually, again, slavery, along with a false mental narrative and a warped sense of mind, I think that the social, the, the, the psychological and the uh, uh, psychology that the white man gave you to use on black men <laughs> to make him think what he see he don't see, I think it's backfired and it has warped your mind of how the country really works on a maritime admiralty reality. And you don't realize that you're still a product and a pawn. And whatever you're asking of black men, if first of all, we ain't even got a currency or added ourselves to a currency that's already existing or create one for our doggone self or at least an economic, you know, hub and whatnot, then first and foremost, we can't even talk about doing anything else. And to be asking things that you know we historically have not been able to necessarily do because of circumstantial, unfortunate circumstances in our country that we're working on to make progress on, if you know that this has been the case and you're still asking men to create a world for you like you are the Emirati women or you are the Saudi women, good or bad, I don't know. They men pay for it all one way or the other, okay? Or, or you're the women of Germany. Look, you are African-American women. You are women that is integrated into a system, okay? And to where we made progress to where we are today, okay? So for you to be talking reckless to black men and we need to do this and do that and we can, you lost respect for us and it's okay because we put ourselves in, unfortunately, in some cases in a position like that. And our resume that we've always had to keep us impeccable and keep black women respecting black men you ain't been looking at that. You ain't seen that. That's been on the on the back end. That's, that was the back in the old days. So you don't honor it at all as well. I don't got to respect you as a black man. That was back in the day when you invented uh, peanut butter. Or you invented a stoplight or whatever the case may be. A light bulb, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. What songs you used to make. What instruments. What genres of music you created don't mean shit to me today. You dig what I'm saying? And look, we've got to give black women as much as credit as black men for whatever, you know, innovation and, you know, great opportunities that came out of us that we, you know, shared with the rest of the world. But at the end of the day, as a woman, you got to be careful that you're walking a very thin line, that you're cutting your nose to spite your face and it is going public. Black men all across this world is seeing the Democratic Party use you like a rag at an IHOP. Really, I'm being real with you. They're seeing the church being used like the container they put the syrups in at IHOP. Just over and over refill. Just using the black church. And the black church has fallen from grace to have respect from the community because it has become a habitation of every donor, of every candidate, of every liberal, of every cause, as long as you can get some funding and stay tax-free. Unfortunately, we got to keep it real. This is what has happened. 
when you have let the Democratic Party come in and hijack a nation of women and create feminism and create all of these type of programs and type of groups and special interests and divide your homes and create content and movies and commercials that we see every day on television that depicts a certain narrative to force this into existence and use the power of the purse and the taxpayer money to create a special project for black women to where the state and the, the corporations and the companies are working together to give her a way up or at least a platform for now and pulling the rug from under black men, this has been exposed. This being exposed. Black men all over know, and that's why, again, I love Kevin Samuel's show, to show how warped these women minds really are out here. And the language that they devise together, they're working overtime to bring this nation to its knees. Destroy the very institution of the man, destroy the institution of the woman, the institution of the children and the family, the institution of our, our holidays and our country and our dollar and our unity and our passports and our progress. They are trying to make a wood fire, a bonfire, and just throw everything that's American in it. Everything. And some black people don't even know that this is going on. They've been used and manipulated so long by the Democratic Party. They don't realize it. And black women have. The black women are the only human beings on this planet that is more than 85% on a party. There is no 85% white women or Hispanic women, white men, Asian men, or any other men under the sun that's going to be 85% Democrat or 85% Republican. Black women are the only race of being on this planet and species, if you will, that is 85% and more Democrat. And so when you're looking for this apparatus that has come through and this sort of tsunami that created an apparatus of na nationally, black women nationally from Indiana to Illinois, Iowa, three, 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 three. They're, they're from Massachusetts and New York and New Jersey and Rhode Island and Oklahoma. All of these black women are single-parent black women. You've got to sit up here and know to yourself, oh, crap, this is some BS. This is some real BS that everybody knows that this is happening and sit up here and act like the men are just rolling stones. With an impeccable record just 15 years ago, the family was in check. 80, going back to 65. You look, at, look at this here. Look how the community, look at how music has been degraded. You go from seeing good old soul train, all the women and men in the community, slim and, you know, having children and marrying and, you know, producing and, then you see crack houses built, prostitution coming in, crack cocaine and rope chains and bebops and killing and flipping and, you know, 
raping and shooting and lying and graffiti. And what the hell just happened? This looked like a damn cyclone done came through here. Then you walk and you look at the aftermath. There's no stores in the community. Black folks ain't got no gas stations, no restaurants, no shoe stores, no, no grocery stores. I mean, black businesses are like $2 bills. You barely see them shits. I mean, shit, we even, I didn't even know they still made $2 bills. That's how messed up this situation is. And this is, a, this is an apparatus. This is, a, this is social engineering. To keep a people under a party and keep them isolated out of the world of success and generational wealth. This has to be dealt with. And it's not a white issue. This is not white people's doing. White people are, are, are finally starting to feel what it feels like when the same globalist system choose you now as the perpetuatory sacrifice. White folks all over this country is being silenced. Drugs are flowing into their communities like you've never seen. Their bank accounts and their monies and their loans and their mortgages, a lot of it is defaulting. They're being investigated and having issues that you've never even seen before. Schools are turning on them. They arguing about the country going rogue. Black folks equated that to, I guess we're doing better. White folks are suffering. And they don't realize the same globalist foolishness and the fake news and the invisible deep state that has kept your ass in this shit and gave white folks privilege, some of them, to be in control of you and watch over their pets while they over the world, putting the dollar, the, 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 do all kinds of crazy stuff and making the currencies of the world. Come on. These people are beyond the bankers. You better listen to Dick Gregory because it's real. He said you need, we need to apologize to white folks. White folks couldn't help you if they wanted to. Straight up. You don't have no idea what's in control of this world. And I'll tell you one thing. Unfortunately, whatever is in control of things have driven us in the wrong direction. And it has come in and used black women as a napkin. And to redeem yourself, I think you ought to keep pressing on as you've always done. And I think you should look to your past and your ancestors. Look to God. If you're serious about church, look to Jesus Christ. Confess because the church has always kept you conservative and kept you in your home with your husband and married. It ain't have you out here acting all crazy and stuff. Your friends are laughing at you say, yeah, girl, put this shit out and F him, this, that, and the third. And when you're crying and hurt and broken... They be sitting there looking at you. I don't know why you took my advice. You're losing power because you're not producing. In this country, it's about the majority. And we are the highest minority. Falling to the Hispanics and Arabs now and Indians. Everybody else is coming and getting on board. Everybody. And you reducing yourself. Makes no sense. And you think that you're winning. 
as if the demise of the black man doesn't mean the demise of black women. Come on now. And ultimately, the demise of our country. Black or white can't stand for this. This is wickedness at its highest. We got to come together to stop this foolishness. Y'all think we should get Trump in there again to help us out? Or should we go for somebody else? DeSantis, what y'all think? Get old Newt Greengrich up there. I'm kidding. Giuliani, don't even think about it. You better not bargain. 